Hello, and welcome to Women Developing Brilliance. I'm your host, Casey Rossi. It's my great pleasure to present interesting stories of creative women sharing their message and lighting up the world with their presence and offerings. Get ready to be inspired. You can learn more about creating a business that you love by visiting kcrossi.com. Enjoy. Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to Women Developing Brilliance, the spirit of business. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to be a stellar podcast guest. Now, this is important for a variety of reasons. One, I believe that podcasting is just going to increase. It's really starting to become the thing to do, and I'm hearing so many different people, even if they've been experts in the field for a while, talking about adding a podcast to their editorial calendar in 2020. And I actually think it's for good reason. One, when you compare it to the number of blogs that are out there, which it's estimated in 2020, there's going to be 31.7 million blogs. 31.7 million blogs. It's an astronomical number compared to the baby version of that number, which is about 700,000 podcasts. So it's quite a contrast when you're looking at the competitive nature of the two different spaces. The other thing is people are really wanting to consume content that's entertaining, that's authentic, that's easy to consume, right? And that they can sometimes even multitask when consuming. When you put blogs next to podcasts, podcasts really tick the box for all of the things people are looking for. They can be on a treadmill doing their jogging. They could be making dinner. They could be on the commute, picking up their kids or going to their day job and still enjoy the episode. So it makes it something that I think is going to be head and shoulders above blogging. The other thing is I know that whatever you put your time and attention to, you want to get the biggest bang for your buck or the most return on investment and also position yourself in the most possible professional light. So I wanted to share some tips that I have gathered over the year and a half plus that I have been podcasting and give you some direction on how to really make yourself rise to the top and stand out as an awesome podcast guest. So basically, some really simple common sense things, but number one, make sure that you're familiar with the show, right? So familiarize yourself with the podcast host, their style, what their podcast is aiming for, what they're hoping to accomplish as far as giving specific value to their target audience. So one, just get a general sense. You don't want to go in cold, not knowing the vision or the vibe of the show and the host. One awesome way to do that is to listen to one or two of their podcast episodes. And I really say that, you know, I know that in the day and age of having limited time, and especially in the reading side of things where we can just kind of scan through to get the highlights, 
I would say really take the time to listen to one full episode from start to finish before you go on and become a guest because you're going to get the feeling of the cadence. You're also going to get the feeling of specific questions that they may use repetitively. So many podcast hosts will have certain episode snippets that are repetitive. So for example, for me, I always end off my episodes with A question to my guest, which is, you know, how can you share some bright light wisdom before we close off? And it's a really nice opportunity for them to share some inspirational words. And it's a beautiful soundbite to tie it all up in a bow. So you'll have an advantage if you listen to one or two full episodes of the rhythm and also some of those repetitive snippets so you don't feel like you're getting caught off guard and you're going to sound a lot more clear and a lot more on top of it. So definitely familiarize yourself with the show. That's kind of number one. Another great way to be able to peel back the layer of the show so you can be the most prepared and also deliver the most value is taking time to read the podcast reviews. So that's going to do a couple of different things. One, you're going to kind of get to know the audience. You are going to see what they like and sometimes what they don't like about the show. And that's valuable information for you because you can double down on the things that the audience likes and you can bridge the gap on any comments that are maybe less than desirable so you can make sure that you don't fall into those pitfalls that is not going to give the best result to the listener. So really valuable to check out the reviews and just have a feeling for that. The other thing, when we talk about knowing the audience... For any of my solopreneurs and my marketers, you know that in marketing, we have to have an understanding of our ideal client audience because once we have our finger on the pulse, we are able to directly communicate with our dream clients and bring in a buzz, a curiosity, or an interest because they feel like we're speaking directly to them. Being a podcast guest is no different, right? And even though it is a temporary ideal client avatar that you are addressing, it is still going to make you rise head and shoulders above as an awesome guest if you have a general sense of who you're talking to. What's this listener like? Where are they consuming this content? What are they hoping to gain from listening to this interview? When you can wrap your head around that, pre-pressing record, it's really going to make the episode so awesome and have a lot of impact, which I know that you want. So it's really all about how do you deliver more value? And when we know who we're speaking to and the pain that they're going through, or even the pleasure that they desire, those are two key factors that if you have that information, Clarity is power, and you can really deliver on those two points. And the cool thing is, not only is it going to enhance the episode for the host, what do you think it's going to do? When people start listening to you, and you are speaking to them in a way that is like compelling and clear, and it shows that you've done your homework, and it shows that you have a clear understanding of their needs... It's also going to pull them closer to you and your work. So this is a win-win all the way around. I have actually 
really found a lot of great resources and leads by becoming so impressed and curious when I've listened to a podcast and I've really liked what the guest has to say. I like their vibe. I feel that they're very authentic or they're saying something in a very unique way that I've never heard before. I will immediately go and follow them on social. I will browse their website and sometimes I even end up hiring them if it's something that I need. But I definitely make a mental note of how can I build a resource library for really amazing pioneers in a space that I'm interested in or that I feel that my clients are going to be interested in. So don't underestimate how amazing of a business tool being a podcast guest can be for you and your business. So it's much more than just a 20 or 30 minute snippet. It really has an opportunity to grow your tribe, position you as an expert, and really get your message out in front of an audience that you may not have been able to previously access. Tons and tons of benefits and value all the way around. The other thing that I want to mention is most of the time, podcast hosts will have a little bit of pre-work or at least a simple form so they can get an understanding of who you are, the type of topics that you may be speaking on, and at least a general bio. So for myself, I have my guests prep a simple form that basically asks their name, their email, their best hyperlink that I can include in the show notes, which is typically their website, a clear headshot. I personally really like to know what their mission and vision is. I think that's really important to weave in. And then also I have a question on what their give back is. So that's another really important element for my philosophy is that companies have give back baked in right from the start. So it's a super simple format, but in order for you to, you know, just really keep the ball going back and forth, definitely don't let your host wait for any pre-prep stuff that they have requested. Go ahead and fill that out to the best of your ability and with the most professional information that you can and dash it right back to them. Two things about the information. One is your bio. Make sure that you are speaking in very clear language so people know who you are and who you help and how you help them solve their problem. So definitely get some fresh eyes on your bio. Make sure that it's not too wordy, that you're not using industry jargon, and that you're not going on and on about your credentials or like long and tedious details that may be important for a resume, but they're less important for a punchy, high-impact bio, like where you went to college or going on and on about your credentials and the different initials after your name. So definitely make sure that it's concise, it has a high impact, it invokes curiosity, and most importantly, that people clearly know who you are and who you help. So definitely take some time to craft a thoughtful bio. The other thing is the headshot. This is across the board going to be one of the most important things because they are going to curate in most of times, at least I know that I do, and I know many of the podcast hosts do, they're going to curate some nice graphics, graphics that are going to promote you and your business. So you literally want to be shown in the very best light and have a clear high-resolution, professional headshot. So that means nothing grainy, nothing that is selfie-oriented where you see your arm extending out 
And it's clearly a selfie or you in your car with the seatbelt going across you because you thought your makeup looked good that day, right? None of those kind of headshots. We don't want to be lopping out somebody that was in the shot from a wedding pic or any of those things. You really want to think of this as the first impression. And again, up-leveling to the point that this is business, it's professional, and it's the first thing that's going to allow people to take a step towards you if they're just seeing a two-dimensional social media post driving somebody to the episode. So just make sure that the information you're providing is right and tight and you put some thought behind it and then you're going to be good to go. That's pretty much what you need to do for the baseline of pre-show prep with the exception of testing your tech. So testing your technology. You don't have to be a genius or a tech guru to have a proper setup. You don't have to spend hundreds or thousands of dollars creating a professional studio. Many times for under 150 bucks, you can get a really great microphone and external webcam. Now, you may be saying, hey, Casey, why would I need a webcam if this is just a podcast? Can I just use a microphone? Well, you can, but especially with the increase of the popularity of podcasts, many hosts are choosing to do either a video version that they can repurpose and publish on YouTube, or they're at least using some of the side-by-side graphics for the marketing. So people are visual creatures. And sometimes you're going to get much more attraction by using visuals versus just a standard audio clip. Today's episode is brought to you by Thrive Business Thrive, a step-by-step business building online course. Thrive Business Thrive takes you from a concept to paying clients in just 16 weeks. If you're tired of doing it alone and trying to piece together your business by watching one YouTube tutorial after another and following multiple experts, it's time to plug into a tried and true plan. Thrive Business Thrive focuses on results, increasing your impact, and moreover, establishing the foundation needed for a thriving business. To learn more about Thrive Business Thrive, your blueprint to create a flourishing business, visit caseyrossi.com slash thrive. That's caseyrossi.com slash thrive. So the other aspect to that is that even if they're not using the video, many hosts will ask you if, say, you're going on Zoom to keep your camera on so it feels like a much more authentic, flowing conversation. They may or may not use that video footage, but it's something that you want to be prepared and definitely, even if you're not just doing it for podcasts, I highly recommend that anybody in business has an external professional webcam. They're pretty inexpensive. I use the Logitech. You want to make sure that you're getting something with HD 1080p. That's just high definition when you're choosing your external camera. But I just think it's a wise investment. It puts you literally in the best light again with no graininess. It just has clarity and you're going to be using it in other aspects of your business, whether it's group coaching or masterminds or maybe even one-on-one or making little snippet videos. Believe me, you will multi-purpose that and it's going to be a very worthwhile investment. So 
I recommend having an external webcam. I also recommend having a simple USB plug and play audio mic. So I happen to use the Blue Yeti. Super simple to set up. It's basically just plugging in the USB port and making a few adjustments with your volume, and it's that simple. And it makes a very big difference when it comes to audio. Also, studies have shown that people will complain more about poor audio than they will about poor video. So it's very important. People are very audio sensitive and you want to make sure that you have super clear and crisp audio, especially because like we talked about in the very beginning, they're going to have earbuds most of the time or headphones listening to you. So it's a very sensitive experience really. So if you have static, if you have a high pitch buzzing noise or a crying baby or rattling papers or a barking dog, it's going to be very annoying and I guarantee people are going to bounce, right? Because we have so many choices of how we spend our time that if it is in the least bit not enjoyable, people are going to find something else that is. So definitely don't give them a reason to bounce. So make sure that you have tested the tech. So do a little dry run, make sure that you have everything kind of properly set up. So that's really important. I know recently I interviewed someone for an episode and They didn't test the tech, and it took about 10 minutes for them to figure out which button to press or how to get you know, the best clarity, which isn't a big deal, but you just want to be respectful of your host because they've scheduled in time for this and you just want to show up prepared and doing a dry run and testing the tech is just one simple and easy thing that you can do on your time so you're ready to go when the time comes to press record. I hope that's making sense. I'm sure that it is. The other thing, when you are ready to go live with your host, I think it's a really awesome idea to have a little pre-game, I don't know, power party, if you will. So what I mean by that is up your vibe, right? Because your vibe is going to attract your tribe and it's also going to make you interesting to listen to. So you want to be enthusiastic about your topic. You want to have like life and energy and some smile behind how you're speaking. And sometimes we need a little pump up before we get going. So whatever your pregame pump up is, maybe it's really awesome high vibe music. Maybe it's stretching it out or jumping on a rebounder. I don't know, whatever it is for you drinking water, stretching, putting your arms up in the victory pose, right? They say that that really boosts your energy and your confidence. That's going to come across in your audio. So take about 10 minutes to get prepped vibe-wise, emotional-wise, energy-wise. Then you can make sure your tech is all ready to go. You've closed down any Uh, computer tabs, you've silenced your phone, you've put the dog out if need be, and you're ready to be on time, focused, and prepared. So we're good to go. We're ready. So the one thing that when you start your conversations with the host, another way that's going to be just a winning formula for you to stand out, keep your sentences concise, impact-driven, make it conversational, So even though this is your opportunity to highlight your expertise, some of the best, most engaging episodes to listen to are when it's truly an authentic, free-flowing, 
conversation. And a conversation goes two ways. It is not a monologue, right? It is two people speaking back and forth, and that's what people love to listen to. So just make sure that you're not going on and on and you're not in a sales mode where you're trying to constantly pitch you, your credentials, and the next thing that you have coming up on the docket. I guarantee that most podcasts hosts will give you space and time to put out a marketing seed. So definitely don't utilize the episode as a long version commercial, right? Really just be there to deliver value, to be in the spirit of giving value and engaging and having this really great blessing and opportunity to share your message on a worldwide platform. So definitely have your head screwed on right, right? And make it a two-way conversation and definitely make your answers kind of concise. Like we don't need to hear like lots of fluffy words and things like that. You don't have to over censor. This isn't about polished perfection. You know, and no means am I trying to say like make a checklist and don't do this and don't do that. They're just some general suggestions that I found both as a host and a guest that make the most engaging episodes, right? Just supernatural, casual, like you're chit-chatting with a good friend right across from you, enjoying your favorite caramel latte or whatever beverage of your choice, and you're really just sharing value and you're kibitzing and you're talking about your experiences. Those episodes are really, really awesome. Speaking of that marketing seed, there will be a time in the episode, like I said, that the host will kind of throw out an opportunity for you to share what's coming up for you, what's exciting, what do you have in your docket, or do you have a freebie that you want to share with my audience? So when you get that lead, you really want to have something prepared. Maybe it's your primary lead magnet, right? So the freebie that you give people in exchange for their email address, that could be a cheat sheet or a checklist or an audio or something like that. Have that prepared. Now, I know some people that really have upped the ante in their own space, sometimes will even craft a specific PDF for that podcast show's audience. That's really cool, high-level customization. Maybe you're there, maybe you're not there, but whenever I see that, I know that people have put some big time and energy behind it, and it just it actually boosts their credibility to me. They definitely get some brownie points and kudos when I see a landing page that's like, hey, thanks so much for listening to Podcast X. I hope that you enjoyed the top three takeaways of boom, boom, boom. And here's a freebie to keep the conversation going. Enter your name and email. It's very custom, and I really personally like that. However, you don't have to get so crazy bananas and go that high customization route. You can easily just have something that will bring value to the listeners that would encourage them to sign up. Because let's face it, whether it is a call to action in a podcast or your own homepage, nobody needs more email. So we have to make the things that we're giving away interesting. 
They have to be sexy. They have to have a value statement. So if I'm going to give my email, it has to be pretty juicy for me to go, yep, that sounds worth it. Here's my name. Here's my email. So just be thinking about that from the listener's point of view. Nobody needs more information at this point. So we have to be very thoughtful, creative, and sometimes even clever to make sure that what we're offering is going to have a hand raised on the other side. I hope that's making sense. So definitely have a call to action prepared so you can grow your email list, continue the conversation, and again, possibly even convert some of those listeners into paying clients. Wouldn't that be cool? So cool and totally, totally possible. All right, so now the episode is done. You've given your bright light wisdom. You've really connected. You feel like you've showed up in preparation. And so now what? Well, you definitely don't want to have your manners go out the window just because it's a digital exchange, right? I know that sometimes it's so easy, like if a friend of ours gives us a tangible gift, that we write them a thank you note, right? It's super easy to kind of like have those old school manners, but somehow in the digital space, we get really busy, right? And I get it. Like we have so many things to do and it's almost like, okay, did that interview check, move on. But remember that there's been a lot of time and energy, both behind the scenes and front facing marketing that the host has had to put in to produce and process and edit and create graphics for your individual episode. So just send them a thank you note like after your episode and I would do it maybe even the day of so you don't forget. And that's going to go a long way. So definitely thank your host. That's going to make a really nice impact. The other thing is if you haven't already when you were doing your initial checking out the show and the host, I would follow them on social media and really kind of stay in their world because it's a collaboration and it really shows like a nice relationship back and forth. And also I know for myself, I tag my guests when the episode goes live. And especially if I've connected with them, I'll even friend them on Facebook. So when I tag them, they will see immediately that their episode has gone live and we can have some nice engagement and exchange back and forth. And so that's always something that you can consider as well, depending on how social media fits into your whole puzzle. The other cool thing that I know I really appreciate as a host, and I just think it's a really nice thing to do as a guest, is go ahead and head over to Apple iTunes and leave a review, right? Leave a review for your host. And maybe you've even already done this in your pre-show after you've listened to those one or two episodes and truly have enjoyed it or found something that you like about their style or the content or even a specific episode. That goes a long way. It also helps give them a higher ranking so more people are going to be able to maybe find your episode through search engines or have a higher ranking, like gives them more opportunity to maybe be on the new and noteworthy list in Apple iTunes. So it really is, again, this collaboration, this win-win, help you help them help you, right? It's like this circle of positivity. So speaking of that, I just thought of another tip off the cuff that I want to mention when we're talking about collaboration and relationship and all that cool stuff. I think what's really fun when you're on the episode, if you have tuned in, which you have, right? Because you've done your homework. It's really fun when you're on the episode to say, hey, I really love that you do this. Or you can even reference a past episode 
your host is going to absolutely love that because they're going to feel heard and valued. And it's just like in the blogging world when you put internal links to other pages that help support that article or external links to resources that can like further deliver value. If you can think of it in that way, when you bring in other past episodes or you talk about, wow, I really loved when you talked to this guest and they specifically said XYZ and that relates to me and my philosophy. So we're on the same page. Whatever it happens to be, it builds connection relationship. Like you feel like you're cut from the same cloth and it just pulls the audience in and helps kind of promote the whole feeling of tribe and community and sharing. So I hope that that's making sense. I know that this is kind of a lot to go through, but I am going to actually make you a checklist so you can have just one page of clear suggestions and tips on how you can become a stellar podcast guest. I'm going to include that in the show notes. So don't feel like you have to memorize this. And again, don't feel like you have to have polished perfection before you pull the trigger because you absolutely don't. Practice is the most important thing, getting yourself out there and really stepping into bravery and courage to even try a different platform. So if you've never approached or even thought about reaching out to a host to be a guest, I highly encourage that you do this as a stretch goal for yourself, especially as we move into 2020. It's a new decade, right? This is an opportunity for free that you can connect and share your message. And again, position yourself as an expert, have a good time, do something different, break out of the box, break out of those two-dimensional social media posts that may or may not even get seen, right? This is your opportunity to really be intimate, to be personal, to lay down the mask of perfection and just have a heart-to-heart either as a solo episode, if you really want to go that route and create your own podcast, or at least for the purpose of this topic, how to really be this very cool guest that's going to make an impact not only for their show, but really for your business. And also more importantly, like we see across the board as a solopreneur, Whenever we step outside of our comfort zone and we stretch those muscles, right, even though it's uncomfortable, sometimes it's darn right painful, we are giving ourselves an opportunity for personal development and spiritual growth. And I don't know about you, my friend, but that to me is the juice. That's the excitement. That's my personal mission of why I do what I do, because it's an opportunity to be a better human right? And to make a difference so other people are inspired to do the exact same thing. That positive ripple effect is gold. So definitely take advantage of this opportunity and check it out. Check out some podcasts that you might like. Pitch to them that you'd be an awesome guest or these are some of the things that you're going to talk about. Do your homework and some of the other things that we talked about in this episode. As always, I would love to continue the conversation with you on my Women Developing Brilliance Facebook group. So feel free to head over to Facebook. It's the same name as the podcast, Women Developing Brilliance, and share some ideas that you've had or aha moments or even anything that I've forgotten off this checklist that you're like, hey, here's another thing that can make people stellar podcast guests. Go ahead and share it with me. I would love to hear your thoughts. 
And until next week, my friends, breathe joy. I truly appreciate you being here and taking the time to listen to this episode. Until next week, talk to you then. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on women developing brilliance. If so, head on over to Apple iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. And I'd be grateful if you could leave a review or rating so more people can benefit from these inspirational stories about the solopreneur journey. Thank you.